Fleeing the scene of the battle, the Byzantine Emperor Constans had returned first to Constantinople, but eventually travelled on to the security of Sicily, leaving his mother city exposed. Those abandoned in the historic centre of the city itself, above what had once been an ancient Greek acropolis, looking out over the Sea of Marmara, or sitting scattered along the shores of the Bosphorus and the Golden Horn, offered nothing like a united front. To some, Arab conquest seemed a certainty. Within just a few years of the Prophet Muhammad's death in AD 632, year 10 to 11 in the Islamic calendar, Muslims had looked set to rule much of the known world. In 632, Arab forces had conquered Byzantine Syria. In 636, a Byzantine army was beaten back in Yarmouk. In 640, the capture of Heliopolis had allowed for progress into Byzantine Egypt. In 641, Alexandria had fallen. In 642-3, Tripoli was captured. And now, this advance, nudging north. If events had followed what seemed to be their natural course, Istanbul would have become the seat of caliphs 15 centuries ago. But immediately after the Battle of the Masts, there was a lull. The fledgling Muslim community was weakened by a succession crisis and by internecine strife eventually resulting, from AD 661, in the world-shaping split between Shia and Sunnis that still endures. In Constantinople, life continued, if a little anxiously. Many left the city, unsure whether she could feed or protect them. The imperial dynasty had recently introduced a mutilating form of punishment, rhinotomy, where the noses of disgraced emperors would be split and the tongues of their wives. The gold nose cover would become a feature of the Byzantine imperial palace and of places of exile. In outlying territories, Byzantine populations hunkered down in fortified settlements such as Monomvasia in the Peloponnese, or physically buried themselves, their homes, their churches and their granaries, into the soft rock in Cappadocia, Asia Minor. Emperor Constans had even tried to move the capital to Syracuse in Sicily. The anxiety was justified. First in AD 667, and again in 668 and 669, the Arabs would be back, bringing an army right up to Constantinople's Golden Gate. Still using the Greco-Roman boats and those Greco-Egyptian boatmen whom they'd pressed into service after conquering the port city of Alexandria in 642, lowering at the settlement of Chalcedon, just 1,000 metres from Constantinople across the Bosphorus Straits and within clear sight of the city, The Muslim Arabs teased and threatened those who were trapped within the world's desire. There was now, indisputably, a new maritime power on the block. Each spring from Sisychus on the coast of Asia Minor, the Arabs attacked. All that would hold them back was Greek fire, Constantinople's diabolic secret weapon made from a combination of Caucasian crude oil, sulphur, pitch and quicklime with an effect similar to napalm, along with the firepower of a 500-ship navy built by Constance while absent in Sicily. Fresh analysis of the Syriac and Muslim sources suggests that we should think of these early Arab aggressions as nagging incursions, rather than as a full-blown and consistent strategy of besiegement. In AD 717, all that would change. Defeated by Constantinople's walls and by her cutting-edge weapons, but never taking their eyes off the prize, in AD 717, 
year 98-99 to in the Islamic calendar, Muslim armies returned. The Arabs had secured a base on Gibraltar in 711, footfall to much of the Iberian Peninsula. Swathes of the Middle East and North Africa and the edge of Europe were theirs. Now it was time to secure the City of God. In 717, the besieging forces, led by the brother of the Syrian-based Umayyad Caliph Suleiman, attacked by both land and sea. Byzantine control of the Caucasus and Armenia had already evaporated. A Muslim fleet of 1,800 supported a vast army. Constantinople's leaders were so fearful that all inhabitants were instructed to prove that they had the wherewithal to fight and a larder plump enough to survive a full year. Those who did not make the mark were expelled. That year, the city planted wheat in the gaps between her famous walls. Meanwhile, buoyed up by...